My name is Michael Markarian and my family business is a packaging company that serves top brands all over the world. There's no debate that some packaging is harming nature and polluting our cities and something needs to change. My goal is to show you that sustainable options exist and how you can implement them right now. This is the Sustainable Packaging Show. You are listening to the Sustainable Packaging Show Season 1. Keep an eye out for Season 2 coming soon. Now with today's show. Well, hello and good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you listen to the Sustainable Packaging Show. I'm your host, Mike Markarian. Thank you for tuning in again today. So, Sustainable Packaging Show, you guys... I think you know the deal at this point. It's all about how do we end greenwashing in packaging? How do we bring forth packaging innovations and solutions that are actually good for the planet? How do we give you the information, the tools, the mindset, the everything to be able to do that? And, you know, if you're working on something in the area of sustainability, in sustainable packaging and you want to collaborate, please reach out to me, Mike M at ContempoPackaging.com, M-I-K-E-M at ContempoPackaging.com. That is my family business, Contempo. I guess I wasn't the only Mike when I started, right? That's why I got Mike M, but what are you going to do, right? The little things, right? Mike M at ContempoPackaging.com. So um, I want to just... You know, I think we've done a lot. I want to do a little recap. What have we learned? We've learned about, you know, what does sustainable packaging actually mean? We've learned about the different paths to sustainability. We've learned about recycled. We've learned about made from recycled content. We've learned about renewable. We've learned about reusable. We've learned about degradable additives. We've learned about things like barrier property and how when you are looking to switch to a sustainable packaging, you have to keep in mind, does it have the performance, right? Packaging isn't all visual. Much of packaging has to do with the performance. So as you want to switch to a sustainable package, we want to look at the performance. But what I want to talk about today is something, it's somewhat of a word of caution, but it's just verifying claims. We'll call it verifying claims. And we'll talk about a few things today. You guys know how the show goes. It kind of organically unfolds sometimes. But I want you just to be aware that sometimes you're going to come across sustainable packaging companies or sustainable material companies. They're going to say something and ultimately you are responsible as the brand for for the results of that package. So, you know, you go, you're the brand, you're a coffee brand and you want to adopt a more sustainable package. So you you look at your options and you decide which of the five paths you want to go down. Recyclable, made from recycled content, renewable, reusable, or degradable additives. And, you know, whichever one you choose. So you pick your path and now you go into the materials within each of those, um, within each of those, uh, within the path that you chose. So you pick the material and you're feeling good. You feel like you figured out the barrier property that's still going to keep the coffee fresh. And now you want to market to the world what you did, right? Because part of this is, you know, it's not, you're not doing it for the sake of marketing, or maybe you are, and frankly, I don't really care. As long as you actually adopt packaging that's good for the planet, we're going to get the result. But hopefully you're doing it not just for the result of the marketing, but 
even if you aren't doing it just for that reason, you get a message. You want to tell people what you're doing. I think it's very important. So you then are going to make some sort of claim on your packaging, in your marketing. We are using X percent of this material. Our new packaging includes whatever it is. And you are going to be on the hook if that's not true and accurate. So I want you to just spend some time thinking. The big brands do this in a big way. How do you verify the claims? How do you reduce? I mean, it's all risk reduction. How do you reduce the risk and the likelihood that you're going to make a claim that's not accurate? And it's a very important thing. You know, you don't want to go out there and you do this big PR campaign and then someone tests the packaging and sees that what you're claiming isn't actually true. And then you could go back and you could um, go after the material companies or the packaging company or what have you. I mean, the old saying, you can sue the Pope for being Catholic, right? So you could go after people and, and maybe you'd have a very good case. Um, but in the court of public opinion, you as a brand are the one that's going to take the heat. So how do you verify how do you verify claims? Um, and I'm not going to get into that in this episode. We can talk about that later. I think it varies greatly on a case-by-case -case basis to the point where I don't think I could give general advice. But I just want to point that out there that at Contempo, we've faced it before where we've, um, you know, we're, we're networking, we're meeting different suppliers, and we're interested in using their paper or their products in our packaging. And they make a certain claim and they say, you know, here's this product, such and such a product. Okay, that's great, but now we go and we do the double checking before our customer's ready to place an order and they don't have the verification. Oh, I didn't really mean that, I meant such and such. Just be careful, guys. Just be careful, and that's why, you know, I think that very mindset is why sustainability and packaging hasn't taken off the way that it probably should have at this point in time it's because you know people kind of keep it vague on purpose because they don't have the confidence to make strong powerful claims that this is what we're doing because it's kind of warm and fuzzy it's kind of you know it's hard to verify the claims but this is what's holding this industry back this is what's hold holding the industry back because if we could verify claims verify percentage content, verify all these things, brands would more confidently market it. And as a result, you'd see more of it in consumers' hands. Some percentage of consumers are also people that make packaging decisions, and they would adopt it more. Versus there's a lot of sustainable packaging. You don't even know what it is. You wouldn't even know the difference. You know, maybe the, the brand and the packaging company created something great, but it's not well messaged because... You can't really message too confidently. And I get that there's, you know, some restrictions there. But um, so just be careful there. I, um, I like to get more granular than that usually, but I'll just be a little bit general there just to, to flag you to be to be careful there. Um, so what else? So let's look at... Um, Let's look at um, a little bit of news. So developments in sustainable packaging industry. On July 20th, uh, PMA Food Service delivered virtual event. Okay, so this is a, some sort of podcast. Sustainable packaging. Okay, so 
what does sustainable mean as we talk about often on the show it's sort of this you know blanket term sustainable 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 all right okay let's get into what that means my definition largely is it actually good for the planet can the planet actually sustain can it endure can it continue using this mindset but that's going to be thrown out there sustainable eco and you know people don't really know what that means usually they're just saying i want something that's actually good for the planet or something that's going to make my brand look good so the topics range from increasing recyclability of existing packaging solutions, recyclable, you guys know that, to new innovative solutions that eliminate the use of plastic. You can eliminate the use of plastic in a number of ways. Plastic's sort of the enemy, right? Because it's in our oceans and so on. But what's really the problem, as we talked about in other episodes to recap? Is plastic the problem? You could say it is. In the current context of the world, it is. But you could also say that maybe if the recycling systems were better, if the recycle innovations in recycling to make better use of the plastic, um, but maybe that's too big picture. Maybe that's going to take too long to the fact that or maybe we just need to reduce our plastic. So I try to stay agnostic in that term um, and keep an open mind. So packaging can be called recyclable, but it doesn't mean it will be recycled. Um, says Kevin Kelly, CEO of Emerald Packaging. One of the common themes, how to make packaging easier for packaging to be recycled. So, you know, when we say sustainable, you know the different paths. You can go, you're optimizing around, this can be recycled. Very different from, I intend for this to be composted. Very different from, I intend for this to be thrown in the landfill and degrade faster than something else. So, that's why I'm very much all about the brands and packaging companies need to really think about what is the end of life. What is going to happen to this package? Compostable packaging is great, but can you imagine billions of pounds of it being available by 2040? Um, okay, that's what this gentleman says. Fox Packaging also works on making it easy for consumers to recycle their packaging. Plastic isn't bad. It's about how we treat it after it's being used, which I think is true, but sometimes that mindset is just kind of rhetoric. Um, sometimes by people who produce a lot of plastic, right? It's hard to be completely objective. I mean, we produce a good amount of plastic in our business, so I get the, the idea that you... I shouldn't say that completely because you're not just plastic really is not bad in itself, but it's what's happening as a result of using plastic that becomes bad. And hey, if you're not going to solve that problem and just going to whistle in the dark, then the result of plastic has a lot of negatives. But if we could say plastic isn't bad because look at all these things that I'm doing over here to reduce the downsides of plastic, then I think that's a more complete statement. But when people just say plastic isn't bad, because if plastic was recycled, then we wouldn't have issues. Well, it's not being recycled. It's ending up in oceans. How? What are you planning on doing differently from the status quo? And I get that's not on the, on the in the hands of every packaging company to change recycling overall. But that's why I'm trying to get through this podcast is saying, if all goes as planned or as intended... There's going to be different people. The recycling people will do the recycling thing. The, the packaging people will do the packaging thing. The composting people will do the composting thing. But who is orchestrating it all? And I'm not even tending, saying that I want to do that or that I can do that. But 
I'm asking that. Who is orchestrating it all? Because um, it all needs to go together. Consumer education. You know, all those pieces need to go. The end facilities, the consumer education, the packaging companies, the material companies. If it all doesn't go together, then it, it ends up being a lot of rhetoric. Um, packaging is eligible for in-store drop-off programs which helps it get recycled in the end our goal is to make our packaging more recyclable friendly so as a company they picked a certain direction look we want to go more um, we want to go more recyclable okay so this company gyropack we at gyro believe that there's no good or bad materials it's how you manage those materials our goal is to invest in the circular economy and educate consumers on how to properly dispose of our netting bags. So I like this company, dispose of our netting bags, how to educate consumers. Very important, guys. I don't know how else to say it. And I don't think anyone's talking about it the way it should be. It should be a central part of the whole sustainable packaging discussion is how do I educate consumers? Very few people in sustainability circles talk about that. They talk more about the material. They talk more about the lack of recycling and the problems with the recycling. But I think that's a big part of it, personally. We offer high-density polyethylene packaging, which is plastic. Um, and they're looking to increase the recycling. So, um, Nothing too overly innovative, but good basics that we've reviewed over the show. So I hope I hope you guys are also, as you listen to the show more. If I'm doing my job and uh, you're not paying me for my job, but I can still do a good job, right? So if I'm doing my job as your uh, guide in all of this, that as you guys start reading more about sustainable packaging and researching, you kind of go, oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, yeah, I knew that. That's not a surprise. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Like, I want you guys to be familiar. We'll get more into specifics, believe me. I want to, like, what I want to do with this show ultimately, and it sort of is, um, if you will, picture two cars riding side by side. And, uh, you know, you don't want one car to get too far in front of the other. So, if you use that as a useful little analogy or picture, the car on the left we'll call Contempo. The car on the right is called the Sustainable Packaging Show. And Contempo, as Contempo innovates and I learn more, I bring more of that to you guys. So, you know, Contempo's car is maybe a little ahead of the show, and the show will catch up to Contempo's car. Um, so I want to, more than anything, start going product by product and telling you how to make it more sustainable. Give you ideas, options, practical, but... I want to spend the first, let's say, 30 episodes of the show, frankly, as I was trying to figure out what this show actually is, because I just kind of wanted to get it going and get it started and share and collaborate and engage, and you know, that's all great. We'll get into the specifics, but you guys need to understand the mindset, which I think you get at this point. I think we're really zeroing in where you guys are going to get the mindset. You get the danger of using the word sustainable just generally. Sustainable packaging. I need sustainable. What the, what does that mean? Really think about that. Um, you get the idea of performance. You can't just switch to a material without evaluating the performance. I think this point on claims is huge. Verify the claims. Very key point that we covered today. The five paths to sustainability. 
maybe we'll come up with a few more paths. Who knows? But those are the main five. Recyclable. We talked about recyclable, but it, you know, just because it's recyclable material doesn't mean it's actually gonna be recycled. And are we talking about, hey, this could be recycled, as in bubblegum shoes, shoes made from bubblegum, or are we talking about this can go in the blue bin? And we talk about, um, so there's a big difference there. We talk about consumer education. Whose responsibility is it to educate the consumers? I don't know. But if no one's going to stand up and put their hand up, I'll put my hand up. Packaging companies and brands. Tell the consumers what to do with your package when it's time to dispose of it. So um, I think you guys get the general mindset. We've looked at different examples. Um you guys know innovations that are coming. I mean, I think we're really starting to cover a lot of different pieces. And maybe it's a little journey to get to this point. But I hope that if you've spent some time listening to the show, you guys are really, um, really getting somewhere. Because um, that's the goal, guys. I hope you're enjoying it. And I hope you're learning. Okay, so we're going to say one thing I want to look at is ASTM standards for biodegradable plastic. So when you talk about standards, um, standards are key for a couple of reasons in business, uh, in life. Standards kind of make things, make a target that could be vague, objective. Subjective equals my opinion is my opinion. Objective means we all agree on it. So there are some standards by ASTM. ASTM is a, a group an organization that creates standards for just about everything. So ASTM standards for biodegradable plastics. Um, ASTM 6868. So when you're using packaging and you want to call it biodegradable, ASTM defines it as such. Okay, you need to make certain standards and there's also STM 6002 D6002 guide for assessing the compostability of environmentally degradable plastics 6400 specification for labeling of plastics designed to be aerobically composted in a municipal or industrial facility so there's all these different things but we can get into this at some point or you guys can read the different standards STM is one there's I did this uh, series we have a YouTube channel, the Cannabis Packaging Show. If you YouTube Cannabis Packaging Show, you can see me. You know, this is, it's more videos than this is primarily a podcast. And I talked about the different, you know, uh, sustainable options as, as it relates to cannabis packaging, which is, um, which was really very well received. And we talked about the different, um, we talked about the different, sorry. Sometimes the music starts playing when I, um, the outro music starts playing because it's, anyways. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I need to regain my train of thought. That threw me off for a second. Yeah, so there's the different standards. There's the, um, there's like a number of them. So go to Cannabis Packaging Show on YouTube. You'll see the green cannabis packaging series. You can learn about the different standards um, so that you're not using objective ter excuse me subjective terms this is bio i'm looking for something biodegradable okay well ultimately if you want to be able to say biodegradable it needs to meet certain standards 
And with that being said, though, be careful also because um, just because ASTM, ASTM says something is biodegradable, you may have state laws or other laws that prevent you from being able to use the term biodegradable on your packaging. And that's sort of a thing that a lot of people in sustainability will say. Don't use the word biodegradable on packaging. There's too many places where it's not allowed, California being one of them. And if you're going to sell your product all over the world, you don't know where it's going to land. You don't want one of these terms to be on your packaging and then you get yourself in trouble. So just know there are standards, but just because you're following the STM doesn't mean you can necessarily print it on the packaging. These are the things we love, ladies and gentlemen. These are the questions we love. This is why you got to love your compliance people and adore them because they deal with all this stuff that I personally, let's say it's not a passion, but it's important. And we got to know it and we got to learn it. And we got to be aware of it. But you're not going to know everything as you know a branding person or as a packaging person necessarily. Um, but what you can know is that you need to address it. You just can't have that blind spot. So that's it for today. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Sustainable Packaging Show. And that's about it. Have a great day. Thank you very much. If you're looking for sustainable packaging that's actually good for the planet, we have sustainable options for just about every packaging product. Email Mike M at ContemplPackaging.com. Let's talk. Have a phenomenal day.